So you qualify. You know what time it is. Oh, yeah. Let's go. My daughters, days are shorter, nights are colder. Feeling like life is over. These snakes strike like a cobra. The world's hot, my son got knocked. Evidently, it's elementary. They want to Oh, yeah. Trooping out of state for a plate. Knowledge, if coke was cooked without the garbage, we'd all have the top dollars. Imagine everybody flashing, fashion, designer clothes. Lacing your click up with diamond rolls. Your people holding dough, no parole, no rubbers. Going raw, imagine law with no undercovers. Just some thoughts for the mind. I take a glimpse into time. Let's go. Imagine that. I free all my sons. On this day in 1996, this song dropped. Black diamonds Oh, yeah. June 3rd, uh, 1997. My niggas and my nigga rats. June 3rd, 1997. This song dropped. Let's take it back to 79. Ashley, the album dropped. These philosophies and hypotheses. This song is so tough to cut off, man. I don't want to play the whole thing, but you got to cut it off, man. I inspect you through the future. See my lady. Shackling the matches with drastic rap tap. Let's go. Graphic displays melt the steel like black. Happy Saturday. Jack is Queen B's ease to guns it. Bumble with patrolmen to gas lace the function. Heads by the score, take flight inside a war. Ticks hit the floor, die hard fans, demand more. The bow soldier, control the glow slow. Let's go. Proceeds the blow, swing and swords like Sanobi. Never learn. This my testament to those firm. Play my position in the game of life, standing firm. On foreign land, jump the gun out the frying pan. Into the fire, transform into the ghost rider. A six pack in the street car named Desire. Who got my back in the line of fire, holding back? What? My peoples, if you with me, where the fuck you at? Niggas is strapped and they trying to twist my wig. Caught a journey for the bad seed from bad sperm. Herb got my wig fried like a bad Let's go. Where it's coming from. Guns are never own, tearing up your back. I'm trying to figure out when to cut it off, man. I twist off from the heart. Try to intrude, loop my voice on the LP. Martini on the slang rock, certified chatterbox. Vocabulary daughter talking. Tell the story walking. Take cover, kid, what? Run for your brother, kid. Run for your team. And your six can't rock groupies. So I can squeak. You know what? I gotta cut it off, man. Yeah, you cut off that you got at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to cut that legendary song off, but June 3rd, 1997, Wu-Tang Forever dropped. Great album. And now the first song you played, I have a hot take on, man. Uh-oh. 
I I never liked if I ruled the world by Nas in, really? in Lauren Hill. Yeah, I never liked that song, man. What I don't know I what like it is. It? I don't know. I, I just was never a fan of it. Mm. I, I I liked uh, Ready or Not a lot more. That was around the same time too. Fuji's, of course. Mm-hmm. But something about that song, I just never really liked it, man. I, I I can't explain it. I've never been a huge Nas fan. Uh, but that song in particular, I never really was a big, and then another thing I didn't like, <laughs> even though I just said I didn't like the song, I wanted to go see Nines and Lauren Hill in concert in Houston and didn't even play that song. Yeah, I remember that. I was shocked you even went because, uh, if you ain't like this song, why, why are you so shocked they didn't play it? Because, like, what I, I honestly figured, like, what was the point of them co headlining a show together? Or doing a show together, if they weren't going to do their one song together, how was it, that? Like, how was that concert uh, in particular? How was Lauren Hill? Because I Lauren, heard mixed reviews on Lauren Hill concerts. I will say Lauren Hill didn't show up extra late, so <laughs> at least that didn't happen. <laughs> but it was not a good performance. I'll <laughs> say that much. She did like live acoustic versions of her songs. That didn't sound good. Even the the Hotep women were leaving, man. It was everybody yeah. cleared out after the Nas. Nas killed it. Nas yeah. put on a great show. Yeah. He put on a great show. Mm. Uh Lauren Hill, like even the women were starting to file out when yeah. she started, man. It was just not good. It was unfortunate. Cause I was looking forward to it too. I was like, let, let me hope the rumors are wrong. And her performance is actually pretty good, but nah, it was bad. Damn. It was bad. Yeah, I think I was actually thinking about going to their concert at one point. But I was like, nah, I I, I, I didn't trust it. Because, of course, I, you know, I would have been fine because I, I'm a Nas fan. So I would have been good watching Nas. But as far as Lauren Hill, I I heard so many reviews of her not even performing her uh, her album, <laughs> her, her main album. Yeah, and then performing random ass songs and didn't sound right and not showing up and all that shit. So uh, I was kind of scared to invest <laughs> in some Lauren Hill tickets. No, you definitely should have been, man. It was not worth seeing. Like if it was Lauren Hill alone, I definitely wouldn't have went. But it was Nas and Lauren Hill. I was like, let me check it out. I was a big fan of the Life Is Good album. That's what Nas was touring at the time. Mm-hmm. I love that album, so I, I enjoyed uh, seeing that perform live of course did all his classic songs too uh also had a young Janae Aiko as the uh uh oh yeah uh, I do as, remember you telling me that okay yeah that's the first time I saw her man she was on she opened for them was she barefoot I think she was <laughs> I remember I remember seeing her I'm not gonna sit there and act like I thought she was gonna be this huge star it was just like but, a random person yeah mm. I, I knew she, like the women in the crowd were feeling it but I just knew I wasn't going to like her music ever. And I was right. <laughs> so I, I never imagined she would be singing about eating the booty like groceries. I'll say that much. But yeah, she did. She, she covered a Tupac song, which I really didn't like. She covered a Keep Your Head Up, I think, or some shit like that. And it sounded bad, but whatever. Yeah, uh, it's what? funny. Uh, when I was a kid, I went to a, a Lil Wayne concert. I want to say it was Lil Wayne and T-Pain. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it was actually pretty cool, and I remember um, so Bobby uh, the, uh, the Lil Wayne song with Bobby Valentino, the the Mister Mrs. Officer. 
Yes, I hate that song. Yeah, me too. Uh, not <laughs> to mention, my mom loved that song, so she had that oh song for repeat. <laughs> wee, wee, wee. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate that song. Yeah, don't bring that song up around my mother. <laughs> but, uh, but obviously, Bobby Valentino wasn't there, and they brought a, a young phenom out by the name of Drake. <laughs> Whoa, we, young Drizzy. I, yeah, I don't think nobody knew who he was, though, unless you was like a hardcore, you know, in the young money and into the mixtape shit. And that was even difficult because this was like maybe 07 or whenever that song came out. It was around that time. So um, so he sung the Miss Officer part. Oh, and, then, wow. and then I remember Lil Wayne saying, all right, give it up for the young phenom, Drake. And it was just like, a, yeah, but I was thinking, like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> so I still think about that to this day, like, damn. <laughs> so that was the only time I seen Drake in concert when he, I don't even know if he had songs out or like a hit song. It, it was that early where we had he had to say, hey, give it up for Drake, <laughs> young phenom, Drake. Yeah, I think he had just basically, I think maybe Comeback Season was out, that mixtape. But yeah. I, I that definitely was before So Far Gone. Oh, yeah. Nobody 100%. knew who he was. 100%. So. Because I'm sure, I'm sure if he had a, a single out, I probably would have knew who he was, one. Yeah. And two, he probably would have performed that single if he was there. But for the simple fact, he came out only to sing the Bobby Valentino part. <laughs> And so it was kind of like, okay, you know, some random guy out there singing for Bobby Valentino because he's not there. But it's kind of crazy when you think about that. Lil Wayne saw that in Drake. You know, yeah. I'm I'm not saying like I listened to early Drake mixtape too. You could tell the talent was there, but it's mm-hmm. crazy to think that he actually saw like, okay, like he called him the young phenom at that point. Yeah, you know, which is crazy. Like he saw that in Drake that early on, which I'm sure yeah. like everybody else, you were like, who the fuck was this dude? Man, he yeah. Was, and he was okay, but and then and then you gotta look at it too. Back then, um, anybody who I guess uh, who had talent, who can actually sing and stuff like that, was like the the guy, the the uh, the most talented guy. So he could have been, he could have had all the talent in the world and not made it a, a hit song or not popped off. But for the simple fact he made that statement, it was like, damn, <laughs> he was right on the money. He, that was like calling LeBron a phenom in eighth grade. Yeah. Saying, hey, he he about to be the next, next big thing. And, you know, 18, 19, 20 years later, it's like, damn, he actually lived up to those <laughs> expectations. Yeah, yeah, and we're going to talk about him too because he also <laughs> had something, some interesting developments in the uh, basketball world go down this week. But yeah, it is crazy, man. And uh, back on the Nas thing, one concert I did regret never seeing was the Nas and Damian Marley concert. Because mm. one of my friends is a huge uh, Nas fan, and he said that concert, they were doing the Distant Relatives album, of course. Yeah. And he said that concert was like one of the best concerts he's ever been to. He's been to a whole lot of concerts. That's his yeah. whole thing. He goes to a lot of concerts. Yeah. He said that concert was one of the best he had ever went to, man. I regret not seeing that because I love that album too. So Yeah. That was an underrated album, man. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's that's that was the album where I was like, you know what? I think he I think I kinda like him a little over Jay Z. Because Jay I felt like at that time Jay Z wouldn't do anything like that. 
Yeah. I think now he probably would, but back during uh, during his prime, I don't think he would have did anything like that. And I, I respect the Nas so much for doing a a, a joint album with Damian Marley. <laughs> Me and let's be—I uh, gotta be real, man. Damian kind of washed him on a lot of tracks, dog. I was surprised. I wasn't no big Damian Marley fan, but Damian yeah. Marley, especially on that uh, what was the song? Patient song, mm-hmm. dog. He, he was barn Nas up, man. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. wait a minute, dog. I had yeah. to go to lyric <laughs> sites to check what he was actually saying, but. <laughs> Nah, he was ripping it, man. Was it you that gave me that fake Jay-Z track list of him working with all these African artists? I think artists? so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that I, just made me think of that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I gave you that one, but uh, it was one before that. Um, I think we might have all been fooled. It was from his last 444 album. It was one that oh, came yeah, no. up. Not not that one. There was some. I thought you gave me it, I, or somebody linked it. I can't. I thought it was you for some it reason. Might have, but it might have been me. <laughs> maybe you were Jasmine. Maybe it was Jasmine because Jasmine would probably fall for something like that. <laughs> but somebody linked a, a fake new album that was coming out like recently, and mm-hmm. Jay Z was collaborating with all these African artists. And yeah, I'm like, okay. I, yeah, I actually seen that on Twitter, and I'm like, yeah. It. Yeah, they they made it made sense too. Like, oh yeah, he you know want to give back to the African artists and all this other <laughs> shit. It's just like, man, that don't make sense. That's that's not Jay Z. <laughs> yeah, it, it really isn't. Like, I'm not saying he wouldn't collaborate with African artists, but he's not gonna what, put out a whole what, album. Yeah, like that. what was the last young um, Jay uh, artist Jay Z ever worked with? Like, that was like a oh shit, he's you know. Because he, mm. he Jay Z kind of stuck in his ways. He got he got his certain producers he worked with. He only worked with Tim Swiss. Uh, he haven't worked with Just Blaze in a minute, but um, no ID. He worked with the he kind of worked with the same people. He he might get somebody else to, uh, to help on a track or something like that. But I'm trying to think of some other artists that he actually younger artists that's you know around now that he actually worked with. Uh, well, I know he's worked with a few. I'm sure if you look at the uh, track list for 444, uh, you'll see no, a I'm, good mix. I'm talking about like an artist. What was a, a artist like a today's artist? Like, are you talking about like if he ever broke an artist? Like if he ever no, put not, an artist? Not even bro- um, broke an artist. Who was you know? I'm trying to um, because I don't think he have a lot of features now, mm-hmm. but. But uh, I'm I'm trying to think of somebody he um, like a artist of today that he ever worked with. I don't think he ever worked like he. Of course, he ain't gonna work with no. I don't think he gonna work with no little baby or nothing. But maybe future. <laughs> that was probably uh, the, that was probably the one that was kind of a uh, t- uh, today's artist he worked with, and he was he on the hook. He did work with Frank Ocean on four forty four. He did a song with Damian Molly. I forgot about that Bam oh, yeah. song. Uh, Frank Ocean on 444. And that's really... Uh, he worked with Frank Ocean on Magna Carta too, but that yeah. album don't count. It's been a while, man. Yeah, He, he, he ain't giving these sure, new niggas love, really. Yeah, that's my, that's my point. I, he don't really work with anybody um, that's kind of current, I guess. He kind of stuck in his own little box. Yeah, seem like he it. might he might branch off with a uh, a newer producer, but outside of that, he he don't really work with nobody. 
He don't be blessing people with features, man. Jay-Z operates yeah. on his own. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. So I know we got sidetracked there, but nice reminiscing on some anniversaries of some classic albums and songs. But now it is time to get back to the shits, man. We are back with another episode of the Gems and... Well, wait, Jay Prince got to introduce the podcast first, man. The Gems and Juice. <laughs> we are back at it. Another exciting episode. A lot to break down, man. A lot to talk about. Um, first off, Figgy man, how you been? I know it's been a busy week for you up in there. You know, y'all, y'all gearing up for Texan season. The OTA yeah. is going on now, man. How you been, bro? I've been pretty good, man. Um, yeah, OTAs is gearing up now, and it's a whole new roster, bro. <laughs> it ain't no, it ain't no going out there looking at JJ Watt or DeAndre Hopkins or Deshaun Watson, and you, there's. There's none of those staple guys that have been there for years there now. It's a it's a whole new route. I, I want to say they got over um maybe 50 new players. <laughs> so um this is this is totally different for everybody, man. And I and I gotta say too, the city of the city of Houston, they're not used to having bad seasons. <laughs> and you could tell because the rocket season, it seemed like everybody was all over the place. They they never had a, a team where they actually tanked, or, or at least I, um, last I, I can remember, maybe um, back when they got Yao Ming, but they never had a season where they were the the worst team in the league, and you know all this other stuff. So, uh, Rock uh, Rockets fans, Texans fans, they all over the place. <laughs> I don't blame them because their uh, fans are they they usually make the playoffs. And that's about it. It it won't be like that this season for the Texans. So <laughs> just kind of gearing up for that. It's gonna be a long season. Oh, definitely, man. And you and you know how I've realized that sports has made people just completely delusional now. <laughs> I've seen people, I've seen Texans Twitter actually act like they're excited to see Davis Mills take the reins at the franchise quarterback. And saying he's going to be the leader of the team that Deshaun Watson never was because Deshaun just quit on us, and other things <laughs> happen too. But no, nah, people people who are acting like they're going to be excited about this season, like we we know what this is, man. They yeah. they 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 do not expect to be good this season. Yeah. Uh, if if they win three games, I think they'd be surprised at this point, man. Yeah, and I, so and see, I ain't got a problem with them being excited. I have a problem of them thinking it's about to be a, a cakewalk. Like, all right, we got a we got a quarterback. Davis Mills is pretty good. The coach was talking about him pretty good. So yeah, he's gonna be pretty good. And we gonna you know I can see us getting to six, seven wins and blah. Yeah, <laughs> no, talking. I'm a Browns fan. It's not that easy, man. <laughs> It's not that easy finding the franchise quarterback. They they haven't had a franchise quarterback since '99 when they yep. came back, and they finally got one. They might have one. I want to say they got one, but they you know they they in the ballpark. They probably do have one, and it took that long. So a third round quarterback that ain't about to solve the problems, especially with this roster. It ain't like they got a a good defense and a good offense, and then they got this young quarterback that could you know kind of work his way through the everywhere everywhere you look is bad <laughs> so <laughs> I, I just don't see it and that they probably had the number one number two overall pick they, at that point you got to go with with a quarterback <laughs> so I, I think a lot of fans um they never been in that they haven't been in that position in a long time 
So they're not really used to it. So I really don't blame them. But as a Browns fan, as a, a, a I guess a lifelong um, loser <laughs> when it comes to football, mm-hmm. I kind of know what it is. Uh, Browns, like I was excited when the Browns had Deshaun Kaiser, and they went four zero in the preseason. <laughs> that same year, <laughs> that same year they went zero and sixteen. So um, yeah, you might be excited. You might look at some players like, oh, that's a young player. He might be something. Like that shit do not matter who wants the season start, man, and they not winning games. So uh, hopefully, hopefully they can you know pick it up real soon. But to, I, I I don't want to say Deshaun fucked them, but Deshaun kind of fucked them up a little bit because they they ain't even got a um, legit quarterback. Quarterback, mm-hmm. they could at least trade him and got like a, a top five quarterback. But they ain't even got that, so this season is like a wash. They ain't they ain't even get a pick until the third round, so it, it's kind of a fucked up season, man. <laughs> yeah, they're playing with house money now, man. It's like they have nothing to lose. Nobody expects much, but I, I just do think it's funny how Texans Twitter is starting to talk themselves into this GM and this coach and this staff and this roster. I'm like, look, y'all. <laughs> I, I'm rooting for David Cully, but I do feel like he is just the Band-Aid. He is the he is the things are getting really bad. Let's throw a black man in there choice. Yeah. Same way Obama got elected when we got had a recession. Same way. Who else was an example? Oh, the Astros. Fuck it. <laughs> cheating. Yep. Cheating. Throwing the old black man in there. Let's have it's, him fix it up. It's, it's, it's funny because it's like that. Everywhere you look, it's kind of like that. Um, Pretty much in the NBA, you have somebody like a Mark Jackson. Yeah. Um, you know, all the tanking they did, they got all the good players, and they I, I, they finally made the play, or they was in the playoffs. They kind of got bounced out um, a little earlier than expected. They let him go and burn against Steve Kerr, and he looked like the yep. next coming of uh, yep. Jesus Christ Yeah, <laughs> when it comes to coaching. And it's like, damn, he getting all the credit. <laughs> Once in a while, somebody would throw out Mark Jackson, like, yeah, he started it, but you know. Mm-hmm. But that's all nah. Steve Kerr. <laughs> Cully, Cully gonna bring up this team, and then they gonna throw in that white boy quarterback. What's his name? <laughs> Who they're training to be the next coach? Oh, what's that uh, fucking Josh name? <laughs> yes, they're gonna make him the coach, and suddenly, yeah, he yeah gonna look like it's a gonna be on him. Yes. <laughs> 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 so gonna be a long season man but yeah, yeah stay just be, be patient i'll say that be, just be patient yes don't just, just just watch everything neutrally don't get too invested emotionally in houston sports right now because it's gonna be bad for a little bit so yeah there, there will be uh as martin luther king said uh we will reach the promised land <laughs> at some point we i mean we have to Thing, things can only be so we, bad we for so overcome. long <laughs> we will overcome <laughs> it'll just take some time some high draft picks and some luck hopefully uh not adam yeah, yeah adam silver hopefully he'll bless us with a high draft pick because we know the draft is rigged <laughs> hopefully the rockets get that number one pick because we are a fuck right now but yeah. anyway i digress man things to talk about as usual we'll break it in with um oh yeah first off some rips real quick man little loaded from Dallas and also turn me up Josh, your producer. Uh Sally passed away this last week. So RIP to them, man. Yeah. Uh, the little loaded thing from what I heard was really sad, man. Uh yeah. so 
sad sad to see young people lose their life so early man so always yeah. a sad thing r.i.p to them yeah so music some music did release uh one one album i gotta talk about because we gotta give ace town some love man i finally listened to this album it came out last week um i didn't get a chance to bump it because we're doing the whole dmx thing but i do want to give love to the new big pokey album called sensei yes suc member of course big pokey legendary verse on sitting sideways um and just a legendary rapper in general man i've always been a yeah. fan of big pokey man i always like big pokey i like his delivery i like his voice yeah. like his personality he, he, hilarious. I, uh did you see that instagram live with him and little kiki yes it was hilarious <laughs> they was sitting there arguing about fucking bacon <laughs> you gotta put your bacon in the oven man now your little bacon gonna be all shrivelly and <laughs> they was going back and forth man it was hilarious i i think they need a damn show or something <laughs> they need something man they're a funny dude like a lot of a lot of those sec people are funny as hell man yeah so um he uh big pokey did release a new album it's called sensei the sensei polio <laughs> is back man uh i, I listened to most of the album man it, it was pretty cool it was just good to hear big pokey again it had been a while i think he put out any i think he had he had kind of hung it up on the mic for a while but he is back uh some features on this album of course he had a little kiki on there and yeah chucky chill chucky trill rest in peace yeah rest in peace um also uh surprising to hear chameleon air again it's always surprising to hear chameleon air with some random verses man yeah chameleon chameleon and killer kalyon was on a song called diamonds in the sky with kirko bangs doing the hook mm, okay you know so nice selection of people i hadn't heard from in a while now is this and, a new chameleon air or what uh, was this like a lost verse I mean, I don't know. Did it sound new? Or, or did he sound the same? Or I would, I would say, because I, I don't think Kamina has completely given up rap. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a new verse. Like mm-hmm. it, it sounded, and I don't know what new Kamina sounds like because he ain't put out music in years. Yeah, but he will do a verse every now and then. He he drops stuff for a slim thug in the past. He's done. And yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a new verse, man. I'm sure Big Pokey hit him up. Big Commander is like the the Houston Jay Z, man. I kind of feel, <laughs> you know, even though he's rich and out of rap, like he'll still help people out. He came down here for Hurricane Harvey, help people out. Uh, I think he still hits up his friends and and makes sure they're okay. So it was a cool sounding song, man. Cool hook. Commander killed it. Everybody did a good job. He also had a song with Devin the Dude on the album too. Sounded good, so Damn. just felt good to hear Big Pokey again, man. I'm not gonna say it's what it's not gonna be in my top two albums of the year, mm-hmm. but it was a good, refreshing album to hear. Uh, good to hear Big Pokey again. Damn. So I enjoyed it. I will say it is officially Mob Ties qualified. Qualified. Okay. Yes. I'm gonna have to check that song out because I was talking with somebody and. They felt like Chameleon there was done with rap, like he wouldn't never rap again, type thing. Because uh, so coming up, um, Paul Wall, uh, him and Paul Wall's album that get your mind correct is about to be a twenty year anniversary. Yes, so I, sir. I was kind of thinking like, damn, I wonder would they ever consider doing a part two to that album? I, I know we're not big fans of the uh, part twos for the older rappers, but 
I wonder would they ever get in the studio again and kind of do a project? I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think Chameleon's label situation is weird. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I think that might be the reason why he hasn't put out music, at least like full projects lately. Cause I think he technically might still be signed, but he had, he had a problem. I forget who he signed to. I want to say Sony, but I could be wrong. But, um, I think I know he had very public problems with his label and that might be why he can't or doesn't want to put out new projects. But I don't know, man. I think a lot of time his his past. I think I know they're cool again now. They they did a little mini tour. I remember a few years back for Get Your Mind Correct. Mm. I think they, they did a few shows together and it felt good to see them on stage together doing the songs again. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think in this space, I wouldn't be surprised if they could get together at least do a few songs. Yeah, that's, you know? yeah. It, like I said, it ain't got to be a whole album and nothing like that because I know they have a shit, shit ton of um, songs. Yeah, but um, if they could do like a little um, EP or something, I think that kind of get everybody excited. At least everybody in Houston, because that's where it started. For sure, man. And I look, uh, shit, I bump it, man. A millionaire ain't c- c- going off this verse. Like, millionaire still got it, dog. Paul mm. Wall still got it, too. They still active in rapping. So I'll be down for it. Like you said, I, I usually don't like when they do these things. Yeah. But I feel like we've been starved from music for so long from Chameleonaire. Yeah, this that is a rare, It would feel good to this hear. This is a uh, rare case right here. Exactly. Yeah, because um, this was like the only taste of them we got. <laughs> pretty and, much. Yeah, and so uh, and then with Chameleon there pretty much not being in the game like that, I wouldn't mind seeing him come back and re- and them re- recreate something like that. It will, I'll be down with it, man. I'll, be, I'll actually be okay to hear that, man. He, I, like you said, I usually shut that shit down. I don't like I, I Blackout know. 2 with yeah. Red Man and Method Man. <laughs> but nah, get your mind yeah. correct part two. I'll be down with it, man. We, they they yeah. can make that work. Yeah. Um, and, and you did also say another project came out, a Little Dirk project. Little Dirk. Listen to Little Dirk and Little Baby got a project. Um, I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of it. But um yeah, I checked that out. Um, it it was pretty cool. This al this album is called "The Voice of the Heroes." Okay. And uh, I won't go track by track of it, but um, I think it was a cool project uh, overall. I wouldn't say it was the um, the greatest project. And stop what you're doing, go check it out. But if you like, if you're a fan of Lil Baby and Lil Dirk, that's you got both of them on the same track on the same album. So I, I I think it's a cool album to listen to if you ain't got nothing else to listen to. And um I wanna say Travis Scott is on there. Um who else is on there? Um Meek uh Meek Mill got a song on there. Uh Young Thug, Rod Wave. It's a pretty it's a pretty cool album. I, I honestly wasn't even expecting them two to have an album like that. But um I, I enjoyed it. it. It was pretty cool. So I, I'll get that a um, qualified. Qualified. Okay. 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 Yeah. So two qualified albums for y'all to check out. Yeah. I, this I, next I got another one too. I got the song um, Ken the Man. Houston's own Ken the Man. She dropped a song called WTF. And, okay. Um, I, I got to say the women been killing it, man. The women, like the women in hip hop now 
is on another level, man. It's it's so many different women artists that's putting out quality music. I think she's one of them. Her and Erica Banks is like battling for my number one uh, female artist <laughs> spot. And um, she just dropped a song called WTF. It's, it, it's a good listen. <laughs> I enjoy, I, I, I kind of enjoy the, um, the the ratchet women raps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I really enjoy it. They be rapping their ass off, man. I, I think they on another level. And um, I'm going to get that qualified, too. Uh, qualified. Check it out whenever y'all can. Okay, okay. Check out that new Kingdom Man as well. Uh, some good music to listen to, man. I know there ain't no big new releases out, but we, we putting all y'all on to the sleeper hits, man. We like the, the button with this shit now. We the H-Town button with the sleeper hits now. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah check them shits out, man. Mm-hmm. Good music to ride, too. And with that said, let's get into some topics that happened this week. Um, a few things happened. Uh, they did finally do the Timbaland and Swizz Beats versus rematch. Um, I didn't watch it personally. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of Swizz Beats. I think he has gotten on this versus thing. I don't know if it's just seeing more of him, but I think he's even cornier now than he was before, <laughs> man. And I thought he was corny before. Like he's really full of himself to the point where I just can't take it. I think him putting himself to the level of the Timberlands and Pharrells and DJ, the the great producers in hip hop. I don't think Swiss Beats belongs anywhere near them. I might put him near a fucking uh, Mr. Colin Park or something, man. I don't know. Man. Jazzy Faye, maybe. Man, you cannot stand Swiss, man. <laughs> Dog, his, his music had a time, but it was a short era, man. Look how many times Timbaland reinvented his himself and his sound. You cannot put him on the same stage as Swiss Beats. Yeah, I just don't <laughs> see it. But anyway, they co-founded Versus, so they had their rematch. Figgy, you said you watched it, man. What, what were your thoughts on his Versus? Uh, I thought it was cool. To me, this wasn't the best one as far as the the live Versus. For some reason, the, I think they was in Miami. They was at Live, and... um. The, the crowd was kind of strange, man. I don't know if the crowd was too young, but the crowd wasn't in it at all. Like, I, I, they had to be under 25 where they didn't know most of these songs, these old-ass Jay-Z songs and old-ass Timberland songs and shit like that. I think the most hype they got was when um, Timberland p- played Pony. But outs- okay. outside of that, it was just kind of like, why is they there? <laughs> Like, it, I think they was better off just doing it with no crowd. That way it could have been a little more intimate, I guess, as far as, like, the list, the uh, the, the actual listener or watcher from home. But um, I thought it was okay. It wasn't my favorite one. I probably wouldn't. I would probably put this towards the bottom. Um, I I, I kind of – I disagree with you as far as how you feel about Swiss beats. I do – I, I wouldn't say he's oh, I wouldn't say he's up there with um the the DJ Premiers or Timberlands or Pharrells, but I would say he's um he if I had to make a list with those people he would be last, but I do think uh how many records he did and who he did them with I do think he deserved to be on that list at least because all of them do got something in common they all work with Jay Z Beyonce they they all work with some of the same people. But I will probably put him last on that list. <laughs> but um, 
but after watching that, I kind I kind of realized Swiss is kind of the uh, the the DJ Khaled of producers. Mm-hmm. He's a super hype man. He could play a uh, he could play something of him coughing, and he could just hype that shit up. He could play the air horns. He could bring that shit back and be like, man, y'all ain't fucking with me. Listen to this shit. And you will walk away like, damn, that shit is hard. That shit is hard. He's one of those guys where he could he could really sell water to a well. Mm-hmm. So um, if you actually break his beat down, you could you'll probably be like, nah, this ain't it. Or if somebody else came to you with that beat and said, hey, I, I made this, you'll probably be like, get that shit out of here. But um, I think it's more about his energy and image <laughs> rather than the damn beat. Because he he played the um the the Jay Z and um, Nas and DMX song, and I was just kind of like, uh. But he was like going crazy with it, like man, he brung it back. He told the DJ bring it back, and started over. And then they played a um they played a, a J Cole verse on that song, and I I wasn't really impressed with that song. I'm glad it didn't make the cut, even though I really don't care for the song now, but um. Yeah, I think I think Swiss is more of a hype man. I think him being a hype person and being very vocal about how good he is, I think that's what got him in the conversation. And you really don't see that for, from um, from Timberland. You don't really see it from DJ Premier. You de- definitely don't see it from Pharrell. Pharrell mentioned how he didn't even want to do the verses because he felt like he, you know, he wouldn't be good. And I'm like, man, motherfucker, you tripping? <laughs> Like you, you probably you could probably beat everybody in this game for real, for real. But um, yeah, I think that's what I that was my takeaway from it. I felt like um, I felt like uh, Swiss Beats, he he more of a hype man <laughs> than the uh, actual talent when it comes to the beats. And um, I kind of seen it when I watched that versus he he actually played a lot of new shit. <laughs> And I'm like, damn, is it getting a little light? <laughs> like, um, I think uh, Timberland played a couple new joints towards the end, newer joints. But um, yeah, man, I, I think I think Swiss is more of the uh, DJ Cali uh, type of producer. Yeah, yeah, I think so, man. Um, I might put him above Ron Browse, <laughs> oh, but that, that's that's about damn. it. Damn. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm thinking, man, because I'm also looking at the, the sales charts. And I, well, I know we don't talk about sales here. That's a cheap discussion to have to talk about yeah. you know, how much an album sold. But that DMX album flopped, man. I guess flopped in terms of what you thought it would do, being that he just died. Yeah. It only did 32K, man. Fucking Juice World did more. Uh, yeah. Moneybag Yo did 42K. So yeah, that's I feel like if he let a more talented producer spearhead the the final DMX project, it would have done a lot better. But since he was determined to take do, the helm himself, do you, do you think he put that album out too early? Because it, I feel like he just passed. I wonder if he would have waited a couple more months, and then maybe you know once people was I ain't gonna say people would be over it, but. Once he kind of let let it breathe a little bit, and then it's like, oh, we got some new DMX music. Then people will be more a little more excited or eager to to, to purchase it or check it out. 
I will say that um, I don't know if he should have wait. Well, I think it needed a single, like a real single. Um, he did mention in the interview that he actually shot a video with uh, the, the Griselda gang and Benny the Butcher, West Side Gun, and Conway. Mm-hmm. I heard they actually shot a video for that song that's on the album. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe that video should have came out first. Mm. maybe something because it did seem like it just kind of came out of nowhere the promotion was kind of whack for it no he needed he needed some kind of single to get people excited and looking forward to it instead it just dropped yeah and and it was like okay here's a new dmx also by the way you know it don't really sound good it's a bunch of features with old songs on it and yeah so it kind of killed all the hype but yeah maybe if he the promotion was planned better and it had a better single to get people excited it would have done better but yeah it is what it is so yeah um uh, one thing i did want to ask you too um that was kind of controversial about that versus so apparently i guess during the time when timberland was playing a lot of justin timberlake songs uh swiss beats got a little upset he was basically saying that justin timberlake needs to do a versus because he's done so he's taken so much from the culture basically and he's done so much what he he puts the black stuff on for his projects and he was saying he used to come do the verses uh timbling kind of commented on it i guess they had like a post show little instagram live and and basically swiss beast just said he was you know he was just feeding into the hype but i felt it was kind of personal i definitely felt like from the, the what he was saying that he was upset that justin timberlake has not done a versus so, number one, do you think that Justin Timberlake owes it to black culture to do a versus? And number two, uh, do you think or do you have a problem with with Swizz Beats calling out Justin Timberlake during the verses saying he needs to do yeah. one? Um, what I think what happened was um, I felt like Swizz might have reached, tried to reach out to Justin Timberlake to do a versus. And probably had it all set up, and Justin Timberlake said, "No, nah, I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not interested." I think that's where it all started. Now, do I think Justin should do the verses, or do we do we owe us? I, I wouldn't say he owe us, but I do think we need to. Um, I think that's a perfect example of us. We need to watch who we support. <laughs> now, I mean, that's not black. <laughs> Because um, I know it was hard back in the day because, you know, if a white person can dance a little bit, then we like, oh, yeah, let's bring him under the wing. And that white boy good. And, well, that white boy got a little soul and seasoning and all this other stuff. But um, I think that's a perfect example of, you know, we sh- we shouldn't just uh, – we can, we can support who's good, but I think we need to keep a close eye out on, you know – so I hate to say it like this, but we need to keep a close eye out on white people who who's rapping and tr- trying to be uh, and that's in our culture because some some people can just jump in just for the money grab, man. I I think about people like Lil Dicky, like yeah, he's talented, he can rap and all this other stuff. He's funny, but you know he jump he jumped in as a he kind of jumped. I, I think he was a comedian, but he jumped in rapping and all that stuff. He kind of made a name for himself, and it's like, all right, peace. <laughs> like, I'm on to do another shit now. So, now, since he brought that up, I got to call out your guy, Machine Gun Kelly, who is now a rock artist and yeah, has completely stopped rapping. Is he fit in there, too? 
Um, to be honest, I kind of know him a little more personally. And he was, I mean, he did live in the hood, man. Like, I, you know, he, he, he wasn't that white guy who, he wasn't a, he wasn't an industry plant. He wasn't that white guy who grew up in, um, you know, with a rich family that just tried to be a part of the culture type of thing. He did used to rap. He, 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 he was in those streets a little bit and did rap. So, um, I would say, um, I, I, I'm okay with him because unless he do some shit like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm not doing this again, or I'm not working with this person. If he kind of turn his back on us, then I will probably have a problem with it. But if he still, you know, if I, I think he okay with doing a little rock shit, <laughs> but if he, if he gets to a point where he don't want to work with any Cleveland artists or he don't want to work with any rappers and kind of forget where he came from, then I, I would definitely have a problem with that. And with, with the, uh, to take it back to the Justin Timberlake shit, it seemed like he kind of turned his back a little bit. He he got hot from Justin Timberlake, Pharrell, and all this other shit, and then he went off and started doing some pop music, pretty much some other shit. And then when the shit started drying up a little bit, then he tried to <laughs> lay back. back with yeah. um, with Timberland and try to get a uh, get a song with Meek Mill and shit like this. That's that's when I have a problem with it, man. <laughs> so uh same thing with Miley Cyrus. Miley, she um she did the shit with um with uh, Mike Will and you know, she got she got hot as far as our community, our culture, and she kind of turned her back and said she don't want to do that shit and tried to do some other shit that didn't work out. And then she posted uh Instagram of playing some white Mike Will music or something. This is like <laughs> like nah, don't come <laughs> don't come back over here now. So um yeah, I, I think that's where um Swiss was coming from. I think I think he tried to reach out to Justin Timberlake for verses and I think he got turned down and and Swiss he, he's known to get in his feelings a little bit. He did the same shit with Drake. He kind of went on a random Drake rant <laughs> about yep. something. So I think I think Justin Timberlake might have told him no. And he was like, hey, you know, you need to do this shit because we, you know, we helped your ass at times. So, so yeah. Yeah, I, I had a problem with this. Uh, number one, I don't like to see any nigga begging a white man to do anything on a public platform, man. Yeah. Like it, it came across as a bad look to me, number one. And number two, like if you want to keep like Justin Timberlake, if he did the verses, he would be the biggest artist to have done the verses yet. Yeah. But there are plenty of huge artists who have not done it. Usher hasn't done it. Uh Jay-Z, who is close, good friends with Timberland and Swiss Beats, you would think he would be down to do it. He's not doing it. Nas ain't doing it. There was a rumor, well, according to these goofy niggas, Dr. Dre was going to do it. But then there were some sound problems on one of them, and then he backed out the last minute. And like, Dr. Dre wasn't going to do that goofy shit, man. I'm sorry. Whatever he told y'all, he was going to have some kind of excuse yeah. <laughs> to not do it. So he wasn't going to do it regardless. So my point is, there, there are a lot of huge artists who are not doing the verses. Yeah. I, I feel like the verses is kind of like, the unsung <laughs> of yeah. a live performance. It's like going they, back, it's going down memory lane to try to help exactly. these guys get their, you know, 
get some sales up. Exactly. And and Beyonce ain't doing no verses. Like there's a lot of huge black artists who, if you want to play that card, should be supporting their own, even though now this is not a black owned venture anymore. Triller owns it. But there are a lot of people who are not doing it. A lot of huge black artists who are not doing it. Drake ain't ever going to do it. Yeah. So like, and, and like, I don't know why he was expecting Justin Timberlake would actually do it. Like you said, maybe he, he said he yeah. considered it and then turned him down or something. Yeah, that, maybe that's what I think it is. I think they might've had their agreement because remember the rumors were floating, uh, floating around that it was Justin Timberlake versus Justin Bieber, which yeah. I think would have been kind of weird, but that would have broke the damn internet, man. It, it would have. That would have broke the whole app. It would have crashed. It, it would have, but me personally, I'm not trying to see that. No black person wants I, to see that. I, 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 yeah, I know. But um, I'm thinking they might have had their agreement, and he backed out and said, nah, that's all right. I changed my mind. So I think that's why he might have been a little bitter. But I agree with you. I don't I don't think he should be begging nobody like that. I, I think I, I think if – if this did happen like that, I think that's a perfect example of, all right, <laughs> I got you. So, you know, don't even say shit. Just keep it moving. Just focus on you and don't even worry about that. Get somebody else. But it shouldn't be a thing where it's like, hey, you you need to do this and all this other stuff. I, yeah, I, yeah, I just say fuck it. Like, fuck him <laughs> type of thing. Just just keep moving, man. The show the show ain't the show. Got to keep going. Yeah, man. And you can't. I'm sorry. After announcing a Soldier Boy and Bow Wow versus, you can't be expecting Justin Timberlake to do a versus too. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on, man. Let's be real here. If you want to set some standards that only huge artists do it, like look who you look who you've had on already. Let's let's be real. Come on now, man. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway so that that was what it was from the clips i did see of the verses i thought it was kind of weird seeing them perform songs like like they were actually rapping i know timbaland yeah, yeah. i know timbaland has some songs he actually did rap on but mm -hmm. yeah them performing the songs themselves was weird i feel yeah. like producers should do it like the traditional beat battle where you're just spinning the record I don't yeah. think you should be up there performing the song yourself. That was kind of strange, but mm -hmm. whatever. They were trying to put on a show, so I respect it, I guess. Yeah. Um, other things that happened this week. We got to talk about your boy, man. <laughs> got to talk about Akron's own. LeBron James. LeBron James <laughs> has been eliminated in the first round of the NBA playoffs for the first time in his career. Which is honestly hard to believe, man. Yeah, Seventeen years, eighteen years, man. Never been defeated in the first round of the playoffs, even when he was a youngin in Cleveland with fucking <laughs> Anderson Verajao, Junis Agalskis, Elgalskis, and fucking Wally <laughs> Zerbiak. They were getting past the first round, and suddenly he teams up with uh, Street Clothes, as Charles <laughs> Barkley calls them, and Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> and Kyle Kuzma, who would not be traded no matter what for some reason, and <laughs> who LeBron said was going to have a breakout year this year. Remember, Kyle Kuzma. Remember, niggas was uh, we had. Remember, we had ESG on, and he was like, "No, we can't trade Kuzma." <laughs> For fucking Anthony Davis. <laughs> they want to give up Kuzma. <laughs> the the funniest, you know what really is funny? Like, 
they really should have kept Lonzo and Brandon Ingram for real <laughs> at yeah. this rate. Yeah. Now you people want to argue that it was worth it regardless because they, they got, got a championship. They got a championship. Whether you regard that as a real championship or not is up to you. I mean, it was the bubble, but yeah. it, I mean, it's a championship. It's going to go down in history as a championship. They're going to hang the banner up. They did hang the, hang the banner up, I think. So yeah. it is what it is. But anyway, man, got to let you get up, get your shit off about your boy, man. How do you feel about LeBron James' performance? Do you think this is the, near the end? Is he finally falling off? And how do you feel about him uh, leaving the bench with five minutes <laughs> to go? And what was it, game five, I think? Mm. Leaving the bench early supposedly quitting in the last game game six and ultimately falling to Devin Booker Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns man yeah um I, I think I think he, he he is on a decline man we we seen the peak LeBron already I think the last two years even last year um he, he had an okay season but it wasn't like the LeBron season and um, yeah, I, he he like 35, 36, I want to say. He he kind of getting up there, so that sound about right. And uh, honestly, I I'm surprised it lasted that long because he came in the league at eighteen. That's that's seventeen, eighteen years of straight dominance for real. So uh, if you look at other people like a uh, um, Dwayne Wade who kind of tapped out early. Carmelo, he um, I know he's he's not the same Carmelo as he was before. So um, I think it's getting to that point. I think LeBron is a, he's still a smart player, so he could you know he'll still start and all that stuff. I'm not saying he need to retire now, but it definitely he's not that LeBron. I'm gonna put them on my back and take them to the promised land like he was doing in Cleveland. That last season in Cleveland, I think that was the last time that was his last season he could actually do that because he had. Like I, I, I hate to say that that team was garbage, because they did have some young players, but they ain't really had no superstars. But he literally had that team on his back, man. He 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 got them to the finals. I wouldn't disrespect them and say he took a a, a garbage game to the finals, but mm-hmm. the he literally put them on. He put um Larry Nance Jr. You had um, yeah. Yeah, you had all type of people that probably wouldn't have made it to the fucking playoffs, let alone the finals. And he put that team on his back. I I don't I think those days are over. I think he definitely need more help. Anthony Davis, Street Clothes, aka Street Clothes. <laughs> I don't think that's the person he needs. This is this is worse than Dwayne Wade when LeBron got to yeah. um to Miami because uh, you know, when he first got there, he was supposed to be robbing. <laughs> And Dwayne Wade, he you know his health started getting a little worse, so he had to take over. Uh, Anthony Davis is not that guy, man. I think at most you probably had he probably had to be the third wheel. Yeah, he, he got to be a Chris Bosh because you can't really depend on him. So um, I don't know what the Lakers gonna do, <laughs> but they definitely need another uh, uh, another star <laughs> f- uh, for them to have a chance to to win. And um, I think when LeBron said his ankle, well, when he messed up his ankle and said he'll probably never be a hundred percent again, I think he was right. <laughs> I I don't, I don't think he's gonna be that same person again. I think I think he's still a, a, a he's still a star. I think he's still he's I, I will still think he was a top ten player, but 
I don't. I think those LeBron carrying the team to the finals days are over. He that that brother need help, and I don't. And I don't, I don't think people should fucking shit on him for that shit, man. Because he he, he been playing for eighteen years. Like at some point, man, you can't. He can't. He not Kobe. He can't say, "Hey, I got this, and I can do it myself." Type of thing. If he want to win more championships, man. <laughs> If you want to catch up to Jordan or pass Jordan somehow, he he gotta he gotta bring some superstars in that's better than him. But and here's a criticism that goes against LeBron. There's at least there's a feeling that LeBron at least has a a a role in crafting these teams around him. You know, mm-hmm. he's really one of the first players we've seen with this kind of power. You know, these people, he even in Cleveland, he brought people he wanted there with him. Yeah. You know, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Like he like he wanted these people with him. He wanted Anthony Davis at all costs. Like Mm -hmm. he he wanted to be surrounded. So it's hard to say he needs help when it's like, okay. He he he's crafting the help around him personally is not Mm -hmm. working out. But people feel bad for him because he don't have enough help. Yeah. Like whose no. fault is it if not his? But see, um, but see, I think he, I'm, he had no idea the injury bug would hit like this. He Fair know, enough. He ain't know Anthony Davis gonna be out the way he is now, and he had no idea he's gonna fuck his ankle up like this. But I think going forward, I, I think he do, um, you know, I think he do need to maybe take a step back a little bit. I, uh, I'm sure I'm sure he cool with that because I don't think he ever wanted to be the guy that put the team on his back the whole time. I think he always wanted to have another star um, to play with a star or two. That way he could kind of um, he could got to put it in, um, I guess, um, cruise control at some time and then turn it up in the playoffs because that was the only way he was going to uh, get close to Jordan. Yeah, because if he if he played like the way James Harden play uh, played in Houston, where he get forty a night and all this other shit, man, he gonna run out of gas in the playoffs. So uh, I think the past couple years he actually put it in cruise control to kind of preserve himself. But I think he had a point in his career where he, like, I don't know what he can do, if, uh, what type of trade or what, but. Um, uh, I think for uh, them to get had to get back in the playoffs, they gonna. I'm, I don't think I don't know if they gonna trade Anthony Davis, but they they need somebody reliable, somebody young and reliable, because um, all the bringing in all the older people and stacking the team up like that, that shit ain't gonna work. Now, <laughs> unless you Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. Outside of that, man, I think they. They need to really look into bringing somebody else in and let LeBron take the two chair or something. Yeah. How do you feel about your boy leaving to, to go to the locker room early? You care about that? I don't care about that. I, I see a lot of people throwing out there like, oh, that's not good sportsmanship. And I'm, like at first, early on, um, years ago, I probably would have agreed, but these dudes are grown ass men, man. They, they don't like. They, of course, they probably don't shake each other's hand right after the buzzer, but they go in the locker room, they joke around, take pictures and all that shit. So it's not like they being super bitter where they don't speak to the player again. Like they, he took a picture with Devin Booker and gave him a signed jersey. 
So uh, I seen a lot of people say, oh, look at him. He ain't shaking nobody's hand and just walked out and blah, blah, blah. They Right after they shot, they went right to the locker room and was kicking it. So I, I I really don't I don't really pay attention to the old sportsmanship and like this ain't Bush League this ain't high school or Pee Wee where after the game you got stand in line and shake everybody's hand and shit like them dude them dudes just lost we talked about it last week with Naomi Osaka these guys are a little emotional after a loss they they don't like lose some I'm guessing some of them don't like losing so after the buzzer they just Go back and change the season over. <laughs> I mean, it's vacation time at this point. So, um, but they definitely go. They they definitely go talk to the other team after the game in the locker room, and you know, and, and share some love and all that. So, I don't really pay that no attention. I think the issue with LeBron was in Game Five when he actually left to the locker room when there was still five minutes left in the game. Of course, the game was over. It was a blowout. That was yeah. what people had a problem with, the fact that he left his teammates out there to go back to the locker room when they were still playing. I thought that was kind of weak. I, I'm not going to fucking say he's the worst basketball. Like, he's a disgrace. I'm not going to go skip, skip Bayless on him for doing that. <laughs> but I thought that was a weak. And LeBron has a history of being passive-aggressive when things ain't going his way. You yeah. can see it in his body language on the court. You can see it in the way, like, there's that image of him sitting, like, five chairs away from the rest of the team. Yeah. And, and goofy shit like that he does. And, and, and I guess you could pick your poison because Michael Jordan would be tearing down his teammates verbally. And yeah. LeBron just Kobe, be passive-aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Kobe, Kobe did the same thing. But, yeah. um, like, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a little weak he did that. But um, because I I think if you if, if you can sit there and, uh, when a blowout when you doing a blowout exactly you should be able to sit there when you getting you know <laughs> beat like crazy so um, yeah I, I I do agree with that part but um, these these guys are that that's why these guys have championships man they they're competitive <laughs> they want to win and they're winners so. It, some some people don't take losing lightly like that, <laughs> so they might be better off just going back in the locker room. I'm not excusing that, but you know, some people might take it different. It, it, I don't know. <laughs> I I feel you, man. But I I will admit, I will admit, um, and this is it'll sound crazy coming from a Rockets fan. He's the worst team in the league this past <laughs> season. But I did take some joy, some consolation in seeing the Lakers suffer, seeing them I lose in too. the first round, seeing them lose to the Suns, who were just a couple seasons ago the worst team in the league. Yeah. Now suddenly they've beaten the defending champions. I did also enjoy seeing Dame Lillard lose. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I know he's yeah. ESPN's favorite athlete. Why are we not talking about Dame Lillard? He had 50 points in the playoff game. Yeah. Like, nah, I, I, I'm happy. I, I took some joy in seeing him have another first round exit. All yeah. these media NBA darlings losing in the first round. I did enjoy it. Now, I'm not going to yeah. lie. I, I'm a hater, I know, yeah. but I did enjoy it. I, yeah, I enjoy um, the Lakers losing for the simple fact that, um, you know, I'm not bitter with LeBron leaving, but I am kind of bitter the way he he felt like he couldn't win in Cleveland. So he just went to L.A. like everything would be better. And now it's like, damn, like you get knocked out of the first round. That wouldn't have happened if you was in Cleveland. 
If, yep. you, if you was in Cleveland, you'll probably be like the fourth seed or the third seed or something. But um, yeah, yeah, I, that's that's the only reason I was a little, you know, I felt a little good about this. It. Like, damn, like you ain't never had one of those seasons in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the only thing I'm worried about because you know Cleveland is kind of where the Rockets are. They you know rebuilding and all that other shit. So. The only thing I'm worried about is once we kind of get a team together, then he going to try to bring his old ass back to Cleveland to, uh, you know, kind of get back what he start, uh, he, what he had and all this other shit. And the Cavs going to do what the Cavs do and try to clear everybody out <laughs> and let him run the show. It's just like, nah, man, we thank you for the championship, but nah, man, we're not doing that. We're we trying to move forward. It, it's not, it's not fun having a, um, a LeBron James type of person, you know, on your team because the the way he was doing things and running things, it, it was very uncomfortable as a fan because all the cryptic shit and, oh, he got two years left on, on his contract. Oh, I heard he was looking at houses in Houston. And, oh, yeah, rumor said he was really interested with, in teaming up with Kevin Durant in Brooklyn and, all that sh- that that shit is not fun as a fan, man. As a normal fan, you just want to watch him play and compete, and him say, "Hey, I want to be here forever," and cut all the noise. But for the simple fact that uh, the media, you know, they stayed with the noise, and it, it made the season not really fun. And you kind of he left the first time, so you knew it was very possible he was gone. <laughs> so um, that that really made it not not as fun so that that's the only knock i didn't uh that that i had on lebron james being a cavalier now i feel you and, and yeah i don't think there's any way he goes back to cleveland now i think he did what he set out to do i yeah. think he went back reluctantly in the first place because he didn't have like the owner anyway yeah. Yeah. and we saw the owner acted when he left the first time so i think he did what he set out to do he's not coming back to cleveland i don't think so you ain't got to worry about that yeah. So just enjoy the rebuild, man, if you can. The youth <laughs> movement going on. It's a new day and age in the NBA, man. It's kind of exciting to look forward to. Like, I'm not a big Nuggets fan at all, but you can't deny that they're they a look great good, team. Man. <laughs> they do. Utah, I'm not going to lie. I don't want Utah to ever win shit. So somebody <laughs> got to knock them fools out, man. Yeah. Nobody I, I, ever, I, I never met a Utah Jazz fan. Me neither. Even back in the Carl Malone <laughs> days and John Stockton, I never knew nobody, anyone that, that was like, oh, yeah, I love the Utah Jazz. Or I never knew nobody that played with the Utah Jazz. I ain't know no type of Utah Jazz fan. Nobody outside of Utah likes the Jazz, man. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when's the last time you've seen a Utah Jazz jersey yeah. by anybody? Yeah. I hate so, I hate Donovan Mitchell play for the Utah Jazz, man. Me too. Like, me too. Like I would never pick him in the game. <laughs> like it's, I don't know, man. He he need to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, he 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 does. Everybody black does, man. <laughs> Let that be the all white team in the NBA. Yeah. Send fucking uh, Luka Doncic there. Send uh, <laughs> send Jeremy Lin since he think black people are the reason why he's not playing anyway. Send him to Utah, man. Fuck it. Or uh, what was the other dude, the Leonard dude, who said some shit about the jewels? The Jews. 
Oh yeah, I, I already <laughs> forgot that dude's name. Yeah, something he, Leonard. He, he ain't even. I don't even think he in the league now. Nah, he got traded and then he he, he got, got released. Sent home. Yeah, yeah. So he's done. He's never coming back. He he might as well go to the KKK at this point, man. He ain't <laughs> ever gonna be. He ain't never gonna work in any kind of media yeah. or any kind of limelight ever again. So he's man, done. He was better off saying nigga. <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Which yeah. is a crazy thing. Yeah, they would have brought out Al Sharpton. They yeah. would have had a little, they would have had a little protest or something yes. like that. And then the players would eventually say, "Hey, let's talk to him and educate yes. him and all that." And he would have been on the team again. You would have had that motherfucker. Jay. I think it was Jay Williams who got upset because I, I think it was what was it last year or the year before maybe. Montrez Harrell or somebody called Luka Doncic white boy. A bitch ass white boy. Yeah, bitch ass. <laughs> oh yeah, because Ernie said that on TV. He said, bitch ass white boy. That's, that's my favorite <laughs> clip, man. I might have to put that <laughs> I might have to put that in the, in the drop. <laughs> and, oh, you, have, you have to, man. <laughs> bitch Just ass white boy. Click it, <laughs> click it by accident on in the loop. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> but yeah, that, that that's a classic audio clip. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so my, I think Montrez Harrell said that and Jay Williams got on ESPN talking about, oh, what if it was the other way around? He said the N-word. <laughs> so I'm sure they would have marked some other motherfucker yeah. out there to be like, well, remember when Montrez Harrell called Luka Doncic there? Well, why don't you? Yeah. So they, they, black people always want to forgive people for some shit. So yeah, he yeah. would have definitely been better off saying nigga. Yeah, <laughs> he really would. I, I agree. Yeah, because I mean, he shouldn't say it, but yeah, the penalty is not as harsh. Yeah, <laughs> look at Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper stayed in the NFL after he saying he's gonna he fight every nigga here. He ain't miss a game. I don't think. I don't think he, nah. he ain't get cut. He ain't get. I don't think he got fined. I think he did. Something happened to him. I think he did get fined. Uh. But yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah it, that was crazy. <laughs> and he he played. I think several more seasons. So yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, if this dude, the, yeah, he used the ER too. Yes, he <laughs> did. And then Michael Vick got on TV and said we should forgive him. So yeah. all right. So yeah, he definitely would have been better off saying nigga. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's really he crazy. He still had a career. It. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but now he he used a Jewish slur, so he is now rightfully banned from everything at this point. So bitch ass white boy. <laughs> yep. Just wish it yeah worked that way for us too, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um. So oh, other things. Oh, real Go quick. Ahead. Real quick. While we on the NBA, um, we talked about Kyrie Irving last week. Yes. And um. This was before the game. <laughs> he played before he played in the guard um, at the in Boston, mm -hmm. and so um, his last game in Boston, he I, uh, they I guess they threw a bottle at him. <laughs> so we ain't even we ain't even talk about that. I guess he uh, rubbed his he he kind of smeared his foot on the, on the Boston logo. Yes, and then as he was walking out the tunnel, somebody threw a water bottle. And that yes. that guy ended up getting taken out. I think he got. I want to say he got charged. He got arrested and charged with something. Yeah, he got charged with assault. I think. Yeah, and so they talking about he could be face. He could face up to ten years, <sighs> which is kind of wild. I know he ain't gonna get that, but that's just kind of wild, man. <laughs> like you had malice in the palace, <laughs> and the nigga get charged like that for throwing the water bottle. <laughs> I think I think they're trying to set an example. 
Yeah, I think they have they they have to get it because it, it's really it seems it's, like it's getting it's out of control, up. man. Yeah. yeah. So like they 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 have to set an example, and this guy might just have to take because usually I would think like there's no way he's gonna actually do some jail time, but they might actually have to do it just to let people know like look this is Stop what's gonna happen to you yeah. if you keep doing this shit. So yeah. yeah, they might have to send a message, man. He might have to be sacrificed. <laughs> for people to understand that you can't be throwing shit on the court. Yeah. So but, but yeah, it, it's funny because you had people like Kevin Garnett saying Kyrie Irving shouldn't have did that and yes. the logo and all this other shit. It's like, man, I don't know, man. It's it's getting kind of strange, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I I mean, I'm not saying that the guy that threw the water bottle was right because uh what he did and what Kyrie Irving did, but I don't know. It's it's kind of weird how people. I know Kyrie is an asshole, but like, who give a shit about rubbing your foot on the logo, man? Like, you should have you should have beat him. <laughs> That's how I feel. You should have beat him. Yeah, I think the NBA is in a weird place now, man, because you have a segment of the fan base who is probably majority white. I'm not going to say racist, as in they hate black people, but they're probably racial. Like, they don't like the the what they call wokeness. They yeah. don't like Black Lives Matter. But they still enjoy the history of the Celtics. There are still Celtics fans. Yeah. And you have the team that don't give a fuck about any of that shit, man. Yeah. You know, these people don't have any pride in, you know, they didn't come. And I don't think, I'm pretty 90% sure no player on the Celtics is even near grew up in Boston yeah. right now. So yeah. they have no pride in that. Like they want to win as competitors, but they don't give a fuck about the history of the logo or yeah. anything about that's, Boston. That's why it was weird when Kevin Garnett was kind of defending the logo. Cause he won a championship there. So I think that you, they feel a certain, I think big baby Davis was all up in the fucking mentions too, talking yeah. some shit. And I, I, Paul Pierce is like that too. I guess yeah. they feel a certain way because they want a championship there. Yeah. So they feel it's, more defensive about the logo and the city and whatever, but yeah, I don't know, man. I don't think anybody I, else cares. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think it's that deep. I mean, maybe if I was a player or something and I was actually on the court with him, I might have got in his face or something. But like, as a retired player, I don't like all right, if, if somebody asked me how do I feel, I'd probably be like, uh, eh. I don't really care for it, blah, blah, blah. But it seemed like they blew it up bigger than what it should have been, man. No, they definitely did. Because it, they, they thought it was, I don't know, number one, white people hate Kyrie anyway. <laughs> we barely even like Kyrie, honestly. Let's be real. Like, he, he come off as an asshole. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, if you're a hardcore Celtics fan, I don't know. I, I just didn't give a I, fuck about it. Yeah, I'm just thinking, I'm trying to put it in my um, point of view. If somebody, if Kyrie did that to the Cavs logo, I would be like, man, like he's an asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, just, I wouldn't be so passionate about it. I don't expect Austin Carr to go out there and be like, yeah. hey, <laughs> like that's something special. And LeBron come out and say, hey, yeah, that was something special. I can't believe he did that. Like they had like they had like he stepped on an American flag or something, <laughs> and I was just like, man, like that's first of all, it's Kyrie. I I, I ain't even expect nothing less from Kyrie, but 
Like, it's, it's the floor, man. They run up and down the floor all the time. For him to go to center court and just rub his foot and walk away, like, who gives a shit, man? Like, y'all blowing this way out of proportion. If anything, it should be motivation to change that damn logo now, man. Because yeah. I feel like every other NBA team has changed their classic logo. They don't have no cartoon people on the logos no more, man. Maybe that's what happens when you have a fucking cartoon man. He might get his head stomped on. Yeah. <laughs> like, so what the fuck? And the funny thing is it happens so quick. Yeah. That you could barely, unless there was a Twitter video that only focused on that, you wouldn't even notice if you were at the game and saw him do it. Yeah. Because he was in the middle of dapping people up and then he just left. Yeah. You would have to watch the video to even know he yes. did it. Think- it wasn't like it was super blatant. I think they actually went back after the dude threw the water bottle and try. I guess they probably went back to see what Kyrie did if Kyrie did something. Probably. And probably came across that. But people act like he just went over there, did the A Town stump on it. And yeah. Threw well, up some middle fingers should've. and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, man. People, people acting stupid, man. I, th- I think they mad the way Kyrie left, too. So yeah. that's probably part of it. Oh, he said he wanted to stay, then he left. Well, welcome to the fucking NBA today, man. Yeah. We've all gone through that shit. Yeah, they, I think they, yeah, for the simple fact, Boston is a big market, and he wanted to get the fuck out of there and go to Brooklyn, which, you know, yeah. you know, it's a, a Boston versus New York thing right there. So I think that was a part of it, too. And, and they didn't give, they didn't even get a fucking ch- uh, finals appearance out of them. <laughs> so... Yeah. 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 I mean, what well, Celtics, I mean, number one, these motherfuckers were dick riding Brad Stevens so much. Like they thought he was the most important person on the team. They thought he was the most important person in the league. And now he's no longer the coach. And I think he's taking over for Danny Ainge now. Yeah. So like the, the way they hype these people up, I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't have no love for Boston man. let them be mad all they want. Them and the Knicks fans, worst fans in the NBA power ranked, Utah Jazz, number one. New York Knicks, number two. Boston Celtics, number three. Worst <laughs> fan bases in sports. Yeah. All NBA teams. Well, maybe not yeah. sports. I got to think about that. But worst in the NBA. NBA for sure. Yes. NBA, all the sports, I would probably say Dallas is top three. Just off off of fans. Yes. Off of yeah, fans. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. They're, definitely. They're a little too rowdy. I, and I, I found that out. Um earlier when I moved here and um, I was at a grocery store and it was a lady in full-blown Dallas gear and me being from Cleveland I, I don't give a shit you know what I mean I never you know I wasn't a Dallas Cowboy fan or I, I didn't hate them but uh, I just kind of looked towards her area and I doubled back I, I was just thinking like damn okay she decked out in you know NFL gear and she was like what you got a problem or something she kind of looked like that, so I guess I guess she thought I was a Houston Texans diehard fan and had a problem with a Cowboys fan, and I, I was just thinking like I don't give a shit, <laughs> like do you? <laughs> you know what I mean, but she was ready for the argument. Yeah, she was gonna bring out the championships. How many Texans got? We got six or however the fuck many Dallas yeah. got now. I don't even know. Yeah, so I, yeah, I think those fans are uh, a little obnoxious. <laughs> Yeah, def- no, they definitely are, man. Some of the worst <laughs> fan bases, definitely. They will be top three overall, I think. I think about the worst ones overall. I got to think that's a deep question. Yeah. Um, Let's do some What a Bro Knows, man. 
Mm. Let's bring this back. We are bringing back What a Bro Knows. Um, we were having it sponsored by a lady who you'll be hearing very soon. Um, and she is er, her and her company, Black Lux, are, are yes. sponsoring the return of the What a Bro Knows segment. So we're bringing it back, man. Mm-hmm. And for this segment, I want to bring up it's, it's kind of a long clip of audio, but I want to play it because I think it's funny. So, hey, this happened in Houston. A a man is contesting, or I guess he's filing a lawsuit against his former girlfriend slash stripper, <laughs> who he who apparently had two thousand dollars of his money that he wants back, and she does not want to give it to him. <laughs> so let's listen to how let's, this sounds. Let's take it to Fox Twenty Six in Houston. Yes. Well, this might be a first. It's the first I've ever heard of this. A 32-year-old Houston man files suit against a stripper. Yeah, he says he loaned the dancer money and he wants it back. But she says, hey, there's mm. no such thing as stripper refunds. Fox 26's Randy Wallace How you loan live the tonight stripper from money? the Southwest Side <laughs> nightclub where the couple met. Randy. <laughs> Melinda, she goes by the stage name Naomi, and she says that about a year ago she was dancing Naomi. near a treasure Naomi. when she met a man named Robert Wallace. Now the dancer and comedian says Wallace. they were just friends, but to Robert Wallace, it was much more than that. I have had situations in the past where customers have followed me home. I've had to move twice, uh, switching That's gyms, Naomi. switching jobs. Okay. But having it's a customer Naomi. sue her Naomi. is a first for the <laughs> statuesque dancer who calls herself Nomi. Naomi. He was becoming a regular, and we did become friends. I really like him as a friend, and I still do. We had a uh, dating relationship. Friend zone, damn. And, damn. Uh, on May 3rd, I, we had broken up. Robert Wallace says he loaned the dancer about two grand, <laughs> and he wants it back, along with a laptop and some DVDs. I don't believe in loans because I don't want to pay anybody back. I know how stubborn she That's can be. That's a bar. So <laughs> after a week of waiting for, for her to return my things, uh, I decided to file uh, a suit to get my stuff back. Since the word loan doesn't seem to be in Nomi's vocabulary, and Robert says the cash and other items were not gifts, it looks like an out-of-court settlement is out of the question. I'm giving him gifts, too. You know, I mean, how do I get my booty and boobs back? Still, both sides say they've learned a lesson. Robert says he's not dating any more strippers. I kind of did kind of see it possibly ending this way. And Nomi says there's no such thing as refunds, exchanges, or on rain checks when strippers are involved. No refunds in the strip club. I've even had people come up in there asking, oh, can he get a dance mail, pay me back next week? We ain't got no layaway plans either. <laughs> yeah, you no can cut it off there, man. <laughs> So, yeah, and it's funny because we just talked to our guest, who you'll hear very soon, uh, Winter, about the same thing. And she was saying the same shit about niggas who want to pay later yeah. for some shit now. Yeah, damn. My, my, my man was a Myron. Remember Myron from Players Club? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he got Wait, Myroned. Hold on. hold on. Let me play this clip. Little Myron following um, Diamond. <laughs> Look, there he go. He walking up. Uh-oh. Hey, Diamond. <laughs> Myron? So this is your apartment, huh, Doc? What do you want? <laughs> Can I come in? Hell no. Don't you ever come to my house again. I'm going to call the police on you. Why? Why? I always make sure you get home safe. <laughs> God. Please, please. I'm not please. Let me in. 
Now they 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 edited out the part where he gave her two thousand dollars and she said, "Okay, come on in." They, they had to they had to remix it to make it seem rapey. Yeah. But <laughs> so yeah, man. Uh, do you do you think this man had a point here? Do you think that this stripper should just pay him back what he what she what he loaned her apparently, or do you think that this woman? Just should go ahead and keep this money because basically she got a trick. Nah, and he got tricked. Keep the money, man. Like that's like guys gotta remember, man. Dealing with women like this, you could get duped. <laughs> know what I mean, when you got money like that, you can. It's a possibility you could get duped. Like don't bar, don't let no stripper borrow no money and shit like that, man. Don't don't let don't let no women that you you're not really with borrow money like that. Because it's a possibility they could not give it back. So, yeah, nah, I, I have no love lost for this guy. Or I have no love for this guy at all. <laughs> that are you going to let a stripper borrow money like that, man? Even well, if, if, even if, if it was actually borrow, borrowing money. But, yeah, I don't know. He just, he just <laughs> sound kind of silly right here. Now, I'm going to go ahead and shoot the guy a little bail, Uh-oh. man. I feel a little bad for him. I'm not saying he should expect this money back. I think he just didn't know how these things work. But look, if you look at the clip, and I know it's hard to tell from the audio alone. Look at the clip. This guy is very dumpy, very out of shape, <laughs> very, I want to say, ugly. Goofy. Yeah, it looks like, like nobody that looks like Nomi would approach this guy on the street for anything other than money. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this dude, I'm sure he went to the strip club and she was very nice and cordial, acted like he was sexy. They'll sell you a dream at a strip club. They will sell you a dream. And if you have low self-esteem, you will buy that dream. You know, Mm -hmm. so I understand this dude who probably was made fun of and looked down on for most of his life. Maybe maybe he thought he found a girl who really liked him for who he was. Maybe, yeah. Maybe when she laid down the whole pity story about how I really need two thousand dollars because I need this, 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 and this, she might have said something about him. I don't know. You know how women be making up stories about when they need money. Yeah. So maybe he bought it. Maybe he realized later on after she stopped taking his calls and wouldn't give him no pussy no more <laughs> that maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah. he realized that he got tricked. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna say I don't under, I, I don't feel for this guy at all, man. Because when you look at him, you're like, okay, this this dude was was sold a dream. He was sold a bill of goods, if you will. <laughs> and he 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 maybe thought this girl really loved him, but when you look at him, you realize like, okay, there's no way. The, the, she found a trick. She found a mark, <laughs> and 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 she worked him. Yeah, but see, pretty niggas get played too. Uh, That's a pretty true. nigga get played just like him, so I I think I think if anything, it's more of a lesson learned. You know what I mean, you you can't uh, you can't fall in love with a, uh, a a woman you met at the strip club like that. I don't know if he's in love or anything like that, but there you got to You you kind of got to know what to expect because last time I went to a strip club. Um, one of the strippers, she was kind of all on me, like, "Hey, hey, you want to do this?" And she was acting like she was all into me, 
Yeah. And I was just kind of like, uh, like I had to brush it off a little bit because I know she's not really interested in me. I know she's just trying to work and get her money. You know what I mean? So just I guess that's a lesson learned. He can't, you know, he can't find find love in a strip club like that. He got he got to just take it for what it is. So I I ain't got no love for Duke. <laughs> I mean, um, it, it sucked. We all got played before. Yeah. So that that was his that was his time. So hopefully he won't try that again. Yeah, man, we all get played, but that don't mean I don't feel bad for people who get played. You know, <laughs> like like I said, my heart goes out a little bit to people who got because we all been there, man. And like I said, when you when you see this guy, you can understand. Okay, he he just didn't know how this shit worked. <laughs> you know, I'm sure he went to a strip club maybe with his friends for the first time. Maybe maybe his friends felt bad for him because he was getting no pussy at all. Like, hey man, let's take it to a strip club. We're gonna have a good time there. Then he found one girl who was putting it on him and he was like, Oh wow, oh my goodness, I never experienced this before. He <laughs> fell in love, he's paid the money. But honestly, like two thousand dollars ain't unrecoverable. You know, yeah. there's niggas who got played for a lot more than that. Yeah, there's niggas who got played for like dating women for years, gave yeah. up racks upon yeah. racks, yeah, tens of thousands. Yeah, and, and some that don't, some don't even get nothing out of it. Don't get no yeah. pussy, no nothing. And uh, so yeah, two thousand. I know. I mean, it's a lot to me, but that man looked like he probably got. He probably a nerd with a whole bunch of money. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think he gave up his last two hundred. Um, <laughs> Uh, two thousand dollars. So yeah, he'll be okay. He just, but, he, he just got he got to take that on the chin, man. Yeah, I've it's been, unfortunate. Yeah, I've been played by a bunch of girls. I done did stuff for, and then it's like, damn, like, <laughs> like you just bounce like that, or that that's how it is type thing. Like I ain't go trying to say, hey, you owe me this, or I just had to take that loss. <laughs> I mean, honestly, how many dinner dates have we done where it's just been that? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. good conversation, good food. You spend a lot of money. I mean, not a lot, a lot of money. You ain't going to no fancy, fancy restaurant, but shit, you're you going to spend probably a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred bucks between both of y'all at the very Valentine's least. Valentine's Day. Uh, you, try to, you try to go all out and say, hey, see, I'm. this is what you could get when you with me type thing. And then I need it, some help with my car bill this month. Yeah. Phone shit bill. like that. Man, bro, phone I done, done paid a couple phone bills. Yeah. And try to, you know, even though it wasn't nothing, I ain't paid no hundred dollar phone bill, but I definitely paid the forty dollar joints or the fifty dollar joints. And, and you know who and got nothing out of it. And it's just like and you know who's to blame for that? Me. The queen her no, the queen oh. herself, Beyonce. Oh, really? Beyonce and Destiny's Child had that oh, song. Yeah. Can't Can even pay, pay my, my bills. bills. Can't pay my telephone bill. Can't pay my automobile. If you did, then maybe we could chill. <laughs> no, that she started this toxic mentality. I'm putting this on the beehive. I'm putting this on a Beyonce. <laughs> I forgot it's her that. fault. <laughs> I, I never forgot that song, nigga. I, this this song is so out of line, man. This song is so out of line. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is a this is a toxic female song.
toxic. Mm. This Imagine if Future made a song like this. Either yeah. fuck me or okay, maybe he has. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. At first we started out, we were cool. Taking places I've never been. <laughs> Comfortable. <laughs> yeah, you ain't spending a whole lot of money for me since your money ain't unlimited. Oh shit. <laughs> okay, that's kind of like. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of whack. <laughs> I mean, sometimes niggas go through it, okay? Sometimes we gotta hold some money. Yeah. <laughs> Why haven't I found another baller? <laughs> a scrub like you who don't know what a man's about. Yeah. So see, reducing men to the size of their pocket. <laughs> if we ain't, if we can't afford your lifestyle, then we're not worthy of even being around you. Yeah, this is very toxic. Yeah. See, this is this is where it started. This is this is where poor Mr. Wallace got played because Nomi was probably a little kid in the car listening to this song and decided this is my life. This is what I got to do. Yeah. I gotta find niggas to pay me everything. Or nah, she probably lis- she probably listening uh, listening to City Girls. <laughs> That's true, and Cardi B and all that shit. <laughs> yeah, at least she ain't drugging people. Niggas. <laughs> Scamming niggas. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so that's where it started. But yeah, my uh, I, I feel for Mr. Wild. People are calling him on social media and making fun of him. I feel for you, man. We've all been there. Maybe we ain't giving $2,000 for a woman who said she needed it for a loan. Yeah. We ain't been that dumb. I, I, but I, I we've all it, been tricked. I, I think his problem is he went to the news. He should have yeah. just took that L in, uh, in, uh, in private. When you yeah. go to the news, that's like... You know, we all got done. We all got played. But when you go out there in the rain and you at the you at her window begging her to come down so we could talk type shit, that's when you kind of lose the cre- uh, credibility. Where it's like, oh, you ain't got to do all that, man. <laughs> like now, now Filing you kind of look a little lame now. Filing a lawsuit is crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. what do you think the judge is going to say? Yeah. There's no legal, like, I don't know if you talked to any lawyer about this, but there's no legal recourse for him here. There's no signed paper agreement about this loan. Yeah. It's just That's, her saying, can that, I have $2,000? Yeah. And he gave it to her. And it's probably already spent, then spent. Duh. If he would have went to Judge Judy with this shit, man, she would be like, where's the receipts? <laughs> you don't have anything? Get out my courtroom. Yes. <laughs> it would have been a two-minute long Judge Judy segment. But yeah. now this man wants to take it to a real court. So, yeah, yeah. Well, well, well. We'll see. Well, we'll if he actually gets his money back, we'll keep y'all updated. But I very much doubt that's gonna happen. <laughs> um. So other things that happened this week, real quick. Let's wrap it up with these last topics. Um. Naomi Osaka. We did talk about her last week. Um. Talk. Put out the statement about not doing press conferences. Of course, the tennis commission or whatever the fuck that governing body is put out a statement saying if you don't do the media obligations, then she faces being banned from all Grand Slam events or whatever, which is ridiculous no matter what. But so she did eventually, I think the next day after that happened, she withdrew from the French Open put out a statement basically saying she's been battling depression since the 2018 U.S. Open. And uh, she's going to take some time off 
and you know basically saying it was nothing personal about the media thing she was very anxious about doing it and just didn't feel comfortable doing it society and yeah so this is i mean i've seen a lot of people be on her side i haven't seen too many detractors this time because of her reasoning i mean it's hard to when somebody says they're they have depression you can't say no you don't yeah so and that was uh, that was my first that was my reasoning last uh last week because She's like I said, she's not a Kyrie Irving where, you know, she was an asshole a couple times and did this. And then now she feels a certain type of way where she don't want to deal with the media. And um, it, it just coming from her, I was I was like, I, I kind of believe her because she don't have that. She don't really have a track record of, of, of being an asshole. She, she kind of had that sweet and soft type of spirit. Where if she says something like that, I kind of I'm I'm a roll with her. <laughs> I I agree, man. Um, and, and yeah, I, I I like seeing seeing her. And of course, they played some of her past press conferences after losses, and she seemed really down on herself. So I I understand it. My my whole take is I feel like she should have did this from the beginning. Um, I feel like she shouldn't have made it about the media in the press conference because now that's the discussion yeah are press conferences unfair to athletes and yeah. should we stop them from being mandatory yeah but really the issue was her depression I, I, and yeah i think if she came out and said that from the beginning on that's the reason why i think people would have probably understood yeah so that that's my only t- criticism about it I, like i wish she just came out honestly she shouldn't even came like I feel like she should have, if her mental state just wasn't right, she should stay. You know, a lot of a lot of at, uh, tennis players have missed, you know, grand slams over. She could say she got an injury or something happened personally, but you know, she didn't have to be there. It's unfortunate that it ended that way because you know she's still one of, if not the biggest star in tennis right now. So it's unfortunate it ended that way, but I, I respect the you know the fact that she stepped away and took some time off for it, but. I don't know. I, I just wish she'd said that from the get go. I, I wish it didn't become the whole thing about the press conferences being unfair suddenly. So it yeah. is what it is. Yeah, I do think um, because I did see something where I guess she want to try to work on something that will help um, people like her and the media. I guess she she had no beef with the media, but I think mm-hmm. she want to get together and try to work on something that can work for people like her and the media. Where it's not totally skipping out on press conferences, but at the same time, it's making you know players like her, I guess, a little more comfortable. Here, here's my problem with that because all the solutions I've heard for that are bad. Mm. Basically, I feel like a, a compromise would end up being you can't ask anything that could be perceived as mean mm. to an athlete after a loss. Like I've heard some people say, maybe you can do fan Q and A's instead. Nah. And I'm like, do y'all do y'all realize how bad that would be? Do you think they're gonna take any tough questions if they could choose the questions they're gonna answer mm, on like yeah. an IG live type setting or something? Nah, I, I don't like that. I I think to me, if I had a choice, if I had to come up with something, I would probably say um, all the media types, uh, whatever questions they have, I think they should submit the questions and have maybe one person, you know, go over those questions, like in a one-on-one setting instead of, a, uh, you know, you got 20 different people right there 
and they mm. just going back and forth to you like that. I, I would say um, maybe have a one-on-one um, press conference type of thing and just uh, answer all of those same questions like that. I, because it's like me being the person, I, I kind of had that anxiety too. I was shy growing up. I was shy up until like 2011 when I went to broadcasting school. That kind of broke me out a little bit. But um, I'm not really a big crowd speaker either. <laughs> so um, I, so I kind of understand where she's coming from. But it's a lot easier if it's just me and, the other, and one other person and we kind of going back and forth like that. Maybe that will work. I'm not sure, but that that was kind of the first thing I thought about. Maybe maybe something like that in a personal setting instead of a you know a, a conference room with you know 20 or 40 different people in there with cameras and microphones and shit and people asking a whole bunch of questions like that. And the, and the one thing I, I found out that's kind of uh, a little more relaxing is how um, athletes been doing the press conference over the year. Uh, over the past year on Zoom. It, yeah. It's not like a big old room with a whole bunch of people and, you know, you that one person on stage and you got to answer everything and all this other stuff. But being on a Zoom, it's, it's a lot easier because it's just you and you looking on a, a, a screen. So um, I don't know maybe if that's an option. But, um, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, it should be some type of way where – the um, reporters, because I, I'm kind of on the media side. I think they still should get their qu- fair questions. I don't think the questions should be toned down or they should not ask certain things. But um, I do think it's a way they should get their questions off, but still make the um, you know players a little more comfortable, I guess, uh, people like her. Yeah, I- I'm sure they're, they're discussing things that'll work, but – I don't know. Part of part of me feels like, and, and I don't want to assume anything of Naomi Osaka. Like I said, I think her depression and anxiety are real, but I think her issues were being at the tournament. Period. I don't think it was just the fact that she had to talk to the media. I think she just mentally didn't want to be there, mm-hmm. and I, I think that was basically how it came out. But I, I don't know. I, I just feel like because people have brought this up to. Tennis players, basically, other sports have way more media access. You know, the NFL and the NBA, they let people do locker room interviews, which I always thought was kind of weird because these niggas half naked. Yeah. <laughs> and all these reporters just sitting around with yeah. their recorders out. But they do them. Yeah. You know, the NBA has always been big on media access and, and making people accessible. Same thing with the NFL. They make... People. I mean, there's, uh, you know, exceptions here and there, but usually they make people accessible. They have, you know, a, a press conference after the game. Then the next day they have another press conference in the fucking NFL. So yeah. it's a lot of media access there, man. Tennis, I hear, like, this is the only chance the reporters get in front of these athletes is after the match to ask questions. Yeah. So maybe you change it to a different time. I don't know, but it, it doesn't seem like they have overbearing media obligations to to deal with so like i understand where she's coming from completely like i said i i definitely understand the anxiety and depression but i think her issue is mainly she just didn't want to be there period yeah i think with her with with everything that's going on so good thing good thing that she's taking some time off to collect herself and i don't know well well they'll 
<laughs> I, 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 I'll be trying to censor myself, man, but I, I heard a whole, I don't know, the, the media <laughs> reaction to this has been, I've been seeing a whole lot of cringeworthy things, man. I saw niggas crying on first take. <laughs> like, yeah. Can y'all I, please get I, a hold of yourselves? I didn't think it was that serious. Oh, like, I man. Just, because, look, I think I, she's not the only person that had those type of issues that, um, you know, NBA, tennis, whoever. It's a lot of people that do have those issues, and sometimes you can tell. You can see people that you – know, I felt like Marshawn Lynch is one of them. He might be a little aggressive at times, but I feel like he's not really that people person like that, that, that uh, to sit in front of a big crowd and answer all these questions. Now, he do it, and he said it. You know, he here so he don't get fined. But um, it's, I think it's a bunch of people like that. But – um. To, to, for people to sit there and cry like she, like I don't like she changed something. I think that's a little excessive to me, man. <laughs> I, I think we should applaud her. I think you know, give her a, a, a shout out. But I, I just, I don't know what did she, what did she do? I mean, unless she changed something. I mean, like I had to check and make sure she ain't retired or something. Yeah. Because I think she's just taking a little time away. I think she'll be back, but people made it seem like she, you know, pulled a Ricky Williams and 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 retired. So I I just I ain't really understand that man. I thought it was cool what she did, but yeah, I think it's more um, of I I I I really like what she did for the simple fact that I think they might they probably will consider changing something. Or doing something to make everybody comfortable because she she one of the biggest tennis stars ever. Mm-hmm. So you know when somebody like that do something uh, like what she did, I, they gotta look at something. <laughs> and I mean this ain't no low level tennis player, so they they have to do something. So I I, I was kind of looking at it like that, but I ain't really get too deep into it. Like oh my god, like this is. She is so brave for what she did. And yes. yes. I'm glad we see you eye to eye on there, man, because I thought, yeah, I thought the same thing. I'm like, <laughs> okay, it's not like a, a fucking, uh, the 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 Bucks sitting out the game after the fucking police brutality cases. It's like she, yeah. she didn't want to be at the tournament, so she left. Like, she's going to be yeah. back in Wimbledon in four weeks, probably. Yeah. But yeah, the the whole stand against the press conference, and now the argument being about the press conference—I don't know—it it was kind of too much. But you know, that's what people do now. Look, yeah, I, I've I, accepted it. Yeah, it, it was crazy that it was like the a topic on these stations. This is yeah, like, it's just like damn, like bro, y'all never covered tennis at all, and I, I'm kind of starting to see what uh, stations like ESPN and shit doing, man. They. Every time some type of uh, social injustice or something like that happen, they put it right up front yes. and break it all down. It's just like, <laughs> man, look, I, I guess I get it. I, I guess I appreciate it for the simple fact that it, that wasn't a topic at one point, and now I guess is is normal topic. But it's at the point where it's like, man, it'd be any little thing, like. It was a um, shit. I I think it was the um, it was one of the shootings. I think it was the other shooting in uh, Minnesota, and they you they they talked about that. I think I want to say the whole show. 
it's just like damn like <laughs> you know I, I'm, uh, I'm glad they br- look i'm look I, i'm not an asshole i'm glad they bringing awareness to it but it's just kind of strange i don't i, don't, I, I kind of look at it as um them maybe clout chasing a little bit just trying to do it for clicks because it's like it, it had like it's a sports show and it had nothing to do with sports it was they was actually talking about the shooting of uh, uh, other stuff, and they and they they kind of made it sports because a couple of af- athletes weighed in on it. But it's like, <laughs> like I, I just ain't. I'm sorry, I just ain't get it, man. Dog, I don't man, know if I'm you, wrong you, or what. No, you just reminded me of how cringeworthy the NBA bubble playoffs were, man. Because there was that one dude, that black dude, that uh, uh, commentator who was announcing the games, Mike something, I forget his name now, but Mike Tarico, I think it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this dude was talking about the Tulsa race massacre during the playoff games. He was talking about the, the Breonna Taylor case. This is in the middle of the game. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And I'm like, and I remember because I got into it with Steph. Steph's, Steph's a good friend, man. Like, she's a good supporter. That She's been a supporter of of us black folk at 610 for a long time now. And she's spoken up about what, how she felt I deserved a better break. I, I always respected Stephanie. I mean, I think she has a, a lot of good points she raises. We got into it a little bit at the time because she, she thought it was a good thing that they were bringing this up. And I thought it was very corny and cloud chasey yeah. to, to bring up that during the, the middle of the game, it would be one thing to have like a video segment, maybe during a commercial break or something, but to have announcers during the game bring up the Breonna Taylor shooting just seemed very much like they were pandering, man. But yeah. I, I didn't know if it was just me. I didn't know <laughs> if it was just... I, I was trying to keep quiet on it, man. I was really just trying to be like, okay, their intentions are probably good here. But after a while, it got so much. That bubble playoff, man, it was just so... The Black Lives Matter on the court... It was a whole lot of stuff. We're just gonna look back one day and be like, "What? We, yeah. People went a little too far." Yeah, like, I, like, yeah. I was, I was okay with. I ain't have a problem because I respect the simple fact that they went out and did it. They, they pretty much said, "Fuck these white fans that don't like this shit." Because the, I think, I think that that was the problem with the NFL. Man, they, they didn't want to address none of that shit. They didn't want to talk about none of that shit. They didn't want to piss off no sponsors. They didn't want to. Run away, no fans. So I got, they, they, but they did put the end they, racism. They, they, they have, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Zone. They they did it kind of late. They eventually did it though, but um, they didn't want to do that shit when Kaepernick was kneeling, and they they ain't had they ain't want no parts of none of that shit. So I I kind of at least respect the NBA for going out there and saying fuck it. You know what I mean, if we lose some fans, you know we lose some. <laughs> so uh, I kind of. I, you know, I can't be mad at that, but I do think um, certain stuff was way, you know, overblown, uh, overblown a little bit, just just a little bit. Even even with the media types, man, um, when um, they was interviewing a lot of Texans players and they interviewed Michael Thomas, who is a safety here, and um, he's known for you know, you know, speaking that good word type thing for for the right for the right cause type thing. And mind you, this is a guy that plays special teams. He's not a starter. He don't really play in the. He he just played special teams. And 
he he get a press conference and they just ask him everything about what's going on and it's like man they don't that's that's the hot topic right that's the flavor of the month right now so it's just like they just trying to get all these clicks it's just it's just a little irritating so anybody it, it could be somebody like a Nick Martin they they ask football questions but when Kenny Stills get up there then they want to get all woke and how do you feel about the uh Breonna Taylor case and that that's the part that kind of rubbed me the wrong way because you know you know in your heart that you know they're not doing that to bring awareness. They doing it for the for the clicks to you know I guess to get their their own story or whatever. They're not doing it to bring awareness, and that's how I feel about the the bigger networks. They, because you know with the bigger networks they talk about what's hot. They, they they don't bring up all the charity calls and all that shit, but they t- they talk about what's hot. So they felt like all that shit, all the um, protests and all this other shit, that was the hot topic. So they tried to like drill it in us the whole, t- you know, as much as they can. And this is like, come on, man. Like y'all, y'all know y'all don't really care about this. ESPN is known for staying away from that type of shit <laughs> at, at some at one point. But now every shoot, and now we got to talk about it for two hours on first take. Hmm. It's just like, man, like I, I, I just, I, I just don't know. And 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 over the, I, I, I guess all of twenty twenty, it kind of taught me that. I guess before I thought there was a chance where if if people listen, people that don't that never really agree with us, if they listen and learn, that they'll probably come around. Hmm. But last year showed me that that's not true. They they're stuck in their ways, and no matter what you say, no matter what happened, they will always be on that other side, uh, um, and they will always feel the way they feel. So I kind of got to the point where it, there's no point of even talking about it. <laughs> now I mean, no matter who get killed, there's no point of trying to bring up why this why is this wrong and arguing with these people that that's never going to go on that side or understand where we coming from. So 2020 kind of taught me that you like that that was their chance to to listen and learn and kind of understand where we coming from the George Floyd stuff. If if you still don't care about that and you still making excuses about that, we might as well end these conversations, man. <laughs> yeah, I I think there's value in the conversation. I'm not going to go that far, but I do think that the overreaching and like you said bringing up during first take i I doubt people who watch first take or the black people who watch it know what's going on the white people who watch you're just going to change the channel if they hear some shit that's not sports so like what are you really bringing awareness to i think that's a question as well but i don't know by the way it was not mike tarico mike tarico did football coverage i forgot who it was doing that oh, shit for uh, NBA. i think it was mark jackson mike breen no nah, it was wasn't it them? them it okay. wasn't them it was somebody else i can't remember his name he was a, a, a brother May, maybe yeah mark maybe Jones? yeah okay. i think it was him but yeah um yeah he was he was bringing up a lot of uh a lot of uh, uh, black history during the playoff <laughs> games, and I, I thought it was just kind of out of place. Like, nigga, do, fucking. Do, do you feel like some um, is certain black people in media that you know that's not really down with us, but they try to they try to act like they are, so they bring up stuff like that. 
like, oh, yeah, I remember the march and so-and-so, so-and-so. And they, they try to drop all these facts like they down with the cause. But, mm-hmm. you know, in the back of the mind, they they were they were never like that. The, the sage steals and shit like that. Yeah. Where they said some wild shit um, back during the Kaepernick time. And now they, like, trying to drop some black history shit on you. Like, they down with it. I, I will just say this and leave it here. Um, whenever you look up a lot of these people who who talk the most about these social issues on TV, they usually have a white wife slash white husband. Well, anyway, my wife is white. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm proud my wife is white. <laughs> well, my wife is that, white. That, that's got to be a drop too, man. I don't know when we get her to play it, but it's just funny to have just in case. Yeah. Uh, so I'll leave it at that, man. I'm not going to get into that whole thing again, but yeah, I think that's very interesting. Anyway, last thing real quick. And I kept this last cause I, I it was on purpose. Tyron Woodley is going to fight Jake Paul. They announced that Tyron Woodley is a UFC fighter who used to be good. He used oh, to be, yeah. I believe, the middleweight champion. Um, it, he is then, he got the shit beat out of him by uh, Kamaru Usman. Mm. And he ain't been right since. Um, he's taken L after L. Um, his last loss was so bad, I, I was pretty sure he was going to get kicked out the UFC. <laughs> and now he wants to fight Jake Paul, who is just determined to knock out every non-boxing fighter out there in a boxing match. <laughs> are you gonna watch this do you care nah. what the logan this is good for boxing according to Stephen a smith and some other people so he said that <laughs> yes he did man yes he did there's a reason why he shouldn't be a boxing commentator or reporter or like, anything but nba honestly yeah <laughs> and even that is kind of sketchy yeah he just needed a little tv show that's it mm-hmm. <laughs> but um no nah, i'm not interested in this man this I don't I don't know man this this is so slimy to me man this it's goofy and it, it's gonna get worse from here <laughs> it's gonna be more people wanting to get in the ring I know we was I think we brung up how uh, Lamar Odom and somebody else was training the fight I don't know if you heard about that but um it's, I think it's gonna get worse from here man a lot of this, this is the money grab now <laughs> just get in the ring and um yeah, and, and just go. That yeah, that, it, this is a clearly a, a a huge money grab. I I ain't really feeling it, man. Uh, I do want to see the. Um, I am excited about the um uh, the Arrow fight, Arrow and um Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. I I am I, I'm kind of excited to see that. Uh, our, our our dude Jay Prince, he got me hip to him. I I wasn't familiar with him like that at first, but um now I I. That's a fight I kind of want to see. I know Pacquiao is kind of old now, but um, nah, you can still fight, man. You yeah, can still fight. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he no slouch. This ain't no, you know, um, last Mike Tyson fight type guy. So um, I am excited about that, but this fight, I'm nah, I'm not gonna peep at. I'm I might end up watching it on the bootleg <laughs> uh, fire stick. Speaking of that, speaking of that, because this Sunday is Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul. Now, all of social media is going to be talking about this fight. Are you going to be tempted to take a peek? I know we've talked shit about this fight 
Are you going to yeah. be tempted, Figgy? Are you going to fall I'm, in and, and look up on the fire stick? Yeah, I'm going to take a peek. Oh, no. <laughs> Figgy stand strong, I'm, man. But I'm, no. not, I'm not supporting it, though. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm yes, not paying you for are. it. You're part I'm, of problem. I'm not paying for it. <laughs> You're engaging on social media. That's part I'm, of problem, I Figgy. Go, I ain't going to tweet about it. <laughs> I yes, do you will. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I could already see it. You gonna make an Instagram post? You gonna say posted up watching the Floyd fight, <laughs> nigga? I see it. I see you doing that, dog. I might you take. You gonna have to dog might, in your lap. I might take. I might take a shout out to Stanley. I might take a picture. Nigga, I know you video. gonna do it. Nigga, you part of the problem, man. man it's what know, we're man. talking about. It's free, you man. Gonna, it's right there. You gonna engage on social media and all that's I gotta exactly do is, what they want. All I got to do is grab the remote and turn to the channel, man. Yeah, it's not oh, hard man. at all. Biggie, you far the you biggie. I'm You're not supposed pay- to be taking a stand, man. <laughs> I'm not You're paying for it, though. I'm not paying. They not getting money off of me. They getting the clout. They getting all your followers are gonna look and say, "Hey, Figgy's watching the fight. Maybe I should go ahead and check it out." See, Figgy, you part you, Figgy, you gotta know. stay strong. I, I know you gonna do it, man. It's funny. It's funny. You uh, you brought up this fight, and I actually I didn't know it was this this Sunday. Maybe so, I shouldn't have said anything. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you gonna know anyway because everybody gonna be talking about it. Yeah. I don't know. Depending on what I'm doing, I might not do it. I might be doing something else. But if I ain't doing nothing else and ain't watching nothing, I'm d- I'm done with the see. I'm done with the whole wire series. So I'm I'm trying to figure out what else I can watch. If Baby, I'm if I'm find nothing, man. If I'm sitting there bored, if there ain't no NBA game or something more, I don't know. I might. <laughs> you gone. You I might gone. Take a you peek. gone. You gonna post it on Twitter saying, "See, seeing what this Floyd fight talking about." <laughs> but you know what? I know somebody gonna tweet something where I'm be like, "Oh shit, am I missing something?" It's gonna be something like, "Oh shit, Floyd on the ground." Oh shit, where I'm gonna have to look and see what he's looking like. Figgy, you gonna see the clips on Twitter anyway, man. You know how this shit goes. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to tweet about it. You can just watch it in silence if you have to. But I know but, you good. But you, but you know what? It's 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 kind of better watching it, um, like on the Twitter timeline of people talking about it. That's yeah. That's actually more fun than watching the fight. The way people be describing everything, I, I actually like that better than watching the fight. Because it was it was at one point out it was some I forgot what fight it was but I wasn't able to um, watch it but people was describing the fight like they was like damn near Twitter commentators yeah and I I knew everything what was going on so it, it was like I didn't miss it I no I do enjoy watching UFC cars I I got a group chat with some people that are into it uh, I do enjoy like it's fun to watch fights and talk about it. But this one, no, we Are, can't so, support yeah. this buffoonery. So you're not watching it? You're not watching it? No. You ain't going to no. bootleg it? <laughs> no, I'm not. All right. I, I I'm can't, a, I'm I can't a, support I'm a, this, I'm a, man. I'm going to stand strong, too. I'm going to stand strong. Figgy, I, not I ain't gonna look. Watch it. 
we go. I'm a clip. Just I'm a clip this and put this on Twitter, man, because you said it. Because I, I have a feeling you gonna look, man. It's gonna be tempting. Everybody in your timeline gonna be talking about it. Yeah, you go. Everybody gonna be like, oh, I can't find the fight, or oh, I can't see the fight. You yeah. be like, man, I got this shit on my TV right now. I gotta put it. I gotta let the people know. I'm watching so, it. <laughs> yeah, I know you will, man. But it's all I'm, right. I'm gonna stand just, strong, man. If I find a, a good show to binge watch, I'm gonna do that. Okay. I, I ain't gonna watch it. Or if it's a okay. uh, if it's an NBA game on, I'm a I'm gonna watch that. I ain't gonna. I, I'm I'm gonna stand strong because I think boxing is in a bad place right now because yes. of this. So I'm gonna stand. I, I'm I'm gonna stand strong for my boxing people, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be monitoring your timeline, man. I don't think you could. Don't think you could just tweet something and delete it because that shit stays on your page, and I will screenshot it. <laughs> So I'll be monitoring. But yes, we got to stand strong, man. We got to say, I know it, it won't make a difference because everybody's going to be watching this shit. It's going to do millions of views, but yeah. it, this shit got to stop, man. I'm sick of this. Yeah. I'm sick of this Logan Paul, Jake Paul bullshit. We got to put a stop to this at some yeah, point. Somebody but need to knock their ass out. And, even, no, and, that's so not even going to stop man. it. That's not even going to stop it because they're just going to fight somebody else and they're going to knock that person out. And then it's going to be all these UFC fighters are trying to line up to fight Jake Paul, too. It's, it's embarrassing. But yeah. whatever. I've talked enough about that. Anyway, <laughs> Figgy says he will stand strong. We have it time marked. The Jim's Juice podcast. He will not watch the Floyd Mayweather and Jake or Logan Paul fight. So. Make sure if you see him post a little something, make sure you 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 rewind this podcast. <laughs> don't snitch. Don't 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 try yes. to at uh, at Houston Rocket yeah. <laughs> under a tweet or nothing. It's funny niggas be snitching they ass off on Twitter, man. If, no, if you do. say something, they will fucking at the uh, the AF League or something like that, man. They be they be trying to get you in trouble, man. People love Jama on Twitter, man. But then again, that's really what the app is for. I feel like that's the yeah. one that's most fun. But yeah, there is a lot of snitching. There is a lot of weird behavior on, on Twitter, period, man. But mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Uh, so with that said, man, let's go ahead and bring that Aretha. Anita. Anita, my bad. My, it's fucking late, man. Yeah. I'm fucking. My brain is fried from that rant I just went on about <laughs> Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. Yeah. About to blow a fucking vein in my head. Yeah, dang. I feel bad for y'all, man. It shouldn't be like that. <laughs> I, I shit. We was remember we at one point we was complaining about the NBA and these these uh, super teams and shit like that. Yeah. But I would take that over what boxing is now, man. 100%, just imagine if, if a whole bunch of Jayco's and rappers get into the league so easy and take over like that. That, that would kind of piss me off a little bit. Prime prime time tonight is going to be 2 Chains and J. Cole versus Dame Lillard and Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> Exhibition playoff game. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> or no, two chains. He he's trying out for the Atlanta um, Hawks <laughs> and all that shit. Like I don't need all that, man. Exactly. Leave it to the professionals. Yeah, but we're in a sad, sad era. But anyway, we got to need it going. So thank everybody for playing for listening to the podcast, man. We appreciate y'all. Exciting things. Got a contest coming up. Uh, stay tuned for the details, man. Also got a special interview with the megan wither wait megan winter winter withers that's right i believe (laughs) of the black lux 
uh, adult women's entertainment website. We gonna have that up uh, later on. on National so stay Sex tuned. Day. On uh, National Sex Day, June the sixth mm-hmm. or June the ninth. Yeah. I'm fucking losing yeah. my mind, man. Let me end this podcast real quick before I, my fucking brain explodes. Thank y'all for listening. Check Figgy in the loop, 10 to 2 weekdays, of course, doing his thing, making it sound good and fresh. Um, thank Jasmine for setting all the things up and all the things she be doing in the background. Thank y'all, all y'all day ones. Thank you, Tab. Thank you, Pavetex. Thank you, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the the forklift guru. Oh yeah, thank y'all all for um, sticking with us, man. Ernest, uh, shit, I can't think of his Twitter name, but Ernesto, what's his yes. name? I forgot his name. Uh, versatile elements. Versatile elements. Yeah. Yes. My bad. I called him this yes. government and shit. Oh, no, I know. Right. <laughs> you ain't put the last name out there, so yeah. he's good. Pave test, Rob. Shout out to Tab, all of them. Of course, all y'all, man. Appreciate y'all. All y'all day ones. All y'all new ones. Everybody out there. We love y'all. Y'all stay care. Take care. Be safe. And until next time. Peace. Peace.